Now here's a highlight from Coast to Coast AM on iHeartRadio. And welcome back to Coast to Coast. George Norrie with you. This is going to be a fascinating moment here. Money and happiness expert Ken Honda is a best-selling self-development author in Japan. He studied law at the Waseda University in Tokyo and entered the Japanese workforce as a business consultant and an investor. Ken's financial expertise comes from owning and managing several businesses, including an accounting company, a management consulting firm, a venture capital corporation as well. His writings kind of bridge the topics of finance and self-help, focusing on creating and generating personal wealth and happiness through deeper self-honesty. His book is called Happy Money, the Japanese Art of Making Peace with Your Money. Ken, welcome to the program. Hello, George. I'm so excited to be here. It's, uh, I don't know if it's good evening or good morning or wherever you are. I'm in Los Angeles where it is, uh, it is 12, 11 a.m. in the morning, Friday morning already. Yeah, so I'm calling from your future. It's 4 <laughs> p.m. <laughs> now, when we talk about uh, happiness in yeah. money, first of all, tell me about happiness, where you, where, where you are as a happiness expert. Well, how did you get involved in that? So um, money and happiness are two different subjects for uh, most of the people. Right. But for me, um, I was born into a unique family. My father was a very successful accountant, and he taught me everything about money. So I learned um, a lot about money when I was five, six, seven. And at the same time, I learned um, that there are two kinds of people, happy people and unhappy people. And among wealthy people, there are happy ones and unhappy ones, and also among regular people, happy ones and unhappy ones. And I wanted to know the secrets of how you can be happy and abundant at the same time. So I began my journey, and this quest has brought me to um, a lot of interesting experiences around money and happiness. I mean, I've seen a lot of people, Ken, with money who are very unhappy. They're just not happy people. They, they don't act well towards other people. Uh, then I've seen some people who don't have a lot of money at all, and they're delightful people as well. Uh, yeah. Somewhere along the line, there'd be nice to have a middle ground there, huh? I totally agree with you. And then I've interviewed so many people uh, later on in my career as a writer, but uh, I, I realized that uh, happy people tend to have a happy uh, attitude toward life. And among those, uh, there are people with happy attitude about money. And I was fascinated with what they do with their money. And I, I did a lot of interview. And as a result, I came up with this idea, happy money. And we're going to get into that. And, and it's, you know, it's good to have enough money where you're not stressed, you're paying your bills. Uh, you know, you don't have to run out and buy a Rolls Royce or anything like that. But, uh, you know, it's nice to be comfortable. I, th I think that would be everybody's goal, wouldn't it? Yes. But the funny thing is, uh, you know, when you're making little money, survival is your main issue. But as your income goes higher, uh, all the things uh, you didn't buy uh, are suddenly in your eyes, eyesight. And then you, you're starting to buy a bigger car, more expensive house, and uh, more expensive clothes, and you tend to eat out at a nice restaurant. So even if you make twice as much, you have a hard time making both ends meet. So you really, you really have to face uh, your attitude toward money. Otherwise, this world, especially in the modern world, uh, there are so many ways to trick you into spending more money. 
And what do you mean, Ken, about unhappy money? What is that? So unhappy money is, uh, I'm sure everybody has experience in their life, but uh, that makes you feel so frustrated when you receive it. Like, oh, you know, I should have, I should deserve more. And also when you spend it, it gives you bad feeling, resentment, and anger. Mm-hmm. So unhappy, uh, in short, makes you very unhappy. It's not um, how much you have or how much you make. It just brings you misery. And, you know, for me personally, let me tell you my definition of happy money, for, for, for me, and that is being able to use it to help other people. And to me, that makes me happy. If I can help my kids or a friend or somebody who needs it, to me it's worth it to do that. That's so beautiful to hear. Everyone has experienced happy money in our life. And uh, like parents give us some money, mm-hmm. even stranger. One time I lost everything in New York when I was 19. And a stranger gave me $2 so I can get on the subway. Oh. You know, I, it brought me to tears because I was in such a desperate mode. So, you know, the people who just are so generous and give money to a stranger, that's happy money. Do you have a lot of homeless people in Japan, who, and they just hang out at corners and places like that? Uh, we don't have uh, that many because our social security system is a little bit different. And, yeah, we have a lot here in the United States, uh, uh-huh. way too much, and it's it's heartbreaking. Uh, and I find myself, you know, when I pull up at a, a stoplight uh, in my car, uh, it's almost impossible for me not to help some them out. They're 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 at the corner, and uh, you know whether they're doing it as a scam or they really need it. Uh-huh. Uh, I, I don't care. I to, but to me, it just makes me feel better that I helped them out. Uh, a couple weeks ago, there was a couple, mother, father, and their child outside the post office. And uh, they were holding up a sign, you know, help us please. And uh, and I did. And it just, I don't know, it just makes you feel better. It really does. Wow. Wow. You're so generous. I wish all the people were like you. And I think we need more people like you who just know how to um, spend and also create the flow of ha- happy money. My you, my you producer, so my producer Ken, whom you just talked to, Tom, mm-hmm. he will every once in a while be in a grocery store, and then uh, he will uh, selectively pick someone who he thinks might need the money, and he will go up to the cashier, and while they're in line, and say, "When this person gets to the line, tell them it's all paid for." And wow. and he'll do that. He'll 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 buy a basket of uh, groceries. He doesn't even look at how many they have, but he'll he'll buy a, a basket of groceries and he'll do that once a month or so. And and I, I asked him. I said, Tom, why do you do that? And he said, It makes me feel good. Wow, so, that's so beautiful. Um, he will be in my next book. <laughs> perfect, perfect. Yeah, and uh, be, because a little bit of what he did rubbed off on me. There was a lady in the grocery store right in front of me, and she did not have enough money to buy everything she had in her basket. Uh, she came short and had to take an item and put it back, and I bought it for her and just gave it to her. I mean, it was like $3. It was nothing. Yeah, that's, but, that's uh, beautiful. But, but that's, is, is, and when you talk about happy money, is that par- partially what it means? Yes, exactly. And I, I see it everywhere when you 
when you focus on happy money, uh, like eight years ago when Japan was hit by a big earthquake, we got so much uh, food, water, supplies from North America, you know, U.S. And uh, what's amazing is that uh, we got showered by the generosity of all the people. And uh, we are so grateful for all the support we got. And it's so amazing to witness uh, how happy money circulates in the world when you focus on it, you know, when, when the hurricane hits or the mm-hmm. earthquake hits, war and the famine. And uh, so I see there are so many generous people in the world, more than you think of. By the way, you invented the Honda motor car, didn't you? <laughs> I wish. <laughs> or, uh, my parents. That would be great. A, a lot of couples, married couples, will fight uh-huh. over money. Yes. Uh, to the point where it destroys the marriage. What do yes. you do about that? How how can you get people to just chill out a little? Yeah, I've done a lot of family counseling um, in my um, practice. And what's interesting is that um, they fight over something so little, but it, it seems so big for them because there are different money types, as I analyze it. You know, there are money saver type, compulsive saver. They love saving. And the other ones are compulsive spender. And they usually get married somehow. It's a mystery of human psychology. You know, they are attracted to one another uh, because I think the saver person is attracted to the spender because he or she knows how to have a party, have fun in life. So the other one, the spender, feels they're attracted to the uh, saver because that person symbolizes security. So those people, they're attracted to each other, get married, but after four or five years, the same exact reasons that they're attracted to, you know, they started to annoy them. Mm-hmm. They're so different from one another. So unless we know that there's a different money type, we get into fight without knowing because we feel the way the other partner is doing is definitely wrong. Can, can you be too cheap with your money? It's, you know, how much, regardless of how much you make. Yes, because uh, even if you make millions of dollars, you know, when you don't feel you have enough, you go so cheap. Like the other day, I interviewed a very wealthy man. I asked him, uh, do you feel wealthy? And he says, not at all, because I don't have a private jet. <laughs> and then, <laughs> I, you know, I talked with a guy who has a private jet. I asked him, how do you feel to have a private jet? And he says, well, I don't feel wealthy because my private jet only seats six people. Wow. So, you know, wow. his friends have a bigger private jet. Exactly. He feels like he's, you know, having a very small car, <laughs> and, and that's so, so somewhat embarrassing for him that his, seat, uh, his private jet only has six seats. So how much ever you make, uh, if you are not content with how much you have and appreciate, you feel like... Ooh, I don't have enough. And it, that gives me an un- unhappy feeling, too. And don't you think, Ken, too, regardless of how much money one makes, you have to have health and take care of that first? That's so true. And um, so um, much money doesn't necessarily help you to feel um, healthy and, and wealthy and happiness, happy. One of our regular guests on our program uh, wrote a, uh, a little snippet for you, Lynn McTaggart, on the back of your book. And, yes. Uh, she's a wonderful person uh, with... Uh, yes, I love her, yes. Great concepts and stuff like that, too. Uh-huh. So what do you, what do you rec- recommend to people who 
you know, they have a job, they're making money, they're paying their bills, they're probably not saving a lot, they're not getting ahead. How can they become a little happier with their money? So my mentor, um, Wahei Takeda, who's called Warren Buffett of Japan, Mm -hmm. he said, uh, there's only one thing, uh, arigato your money, appreciate your money. So as long as you appreciate your money coming in, money going out, you feel happy. And and then uh, it takes a little practice. When you receive money next time, just say thank you or arigato when the money comes in. And also when you spend it, also feel gratitude and about that. And once you start this, you start this cycle of appreciation and what you appreciate appreciates and somehow it gives you joy and, and and happy feeling that you are in this cycle of abundance. Is the compulsive spender can happy? Compulsive spender cannot feel happy because the second uh, he or she buys the stuff and brings it to the car or um, to home, they already feel starting to feel depressed. <laughs> they want to go back yeah. out again and buy some more, yeah. right? Yeah, they, they feel like the happiest when they or bring it to the cashier. But the funny thing is uh, they, their happiness level goes down so, so fast after they get the stuff. And the funny thing is they don't even try the dress they, they bought you know, or the bag. It's put in a closet. So that means that the uh, compulsive spender people, they spend the money to feel the control. So the more you, you spend it, the more you need control. So that's why they cannot stop until they file bankruptcy. I, I had a friend whose wife, they're not married anymore, maybe this is why, who would be a compulsive spender of things, including, let's say, brand new shoes, to the point where she never took them out of the box. Yes. She would buy them brand new, put them in her closet, stack them up, but never put them, you know, take them out of the box. Mm Mm-hmm. I mean, why do people do that? You know, 50 pairs of shoes, and you never (laughs) use them. It's because they, they lose interest. The second they buy, you know, they buy things. So the, they're interested in buying stuff. The high, the rush is buying something, isn't it? Yes. So they're not interested in uh, the product or services by itself. But, you know, George, what's interesting is uh, the compulsive spenders, they happen to get married with compulsive money maker. Mm-hmm. So the money uh, she spends will, be, uh, will come from uh, her husband or his husband. Uh, who are making so much money. So this cycle of making so much money and the partner spends so much money, it's it's so interesting, you know, uh, life goes that way. What about the compulsive saver, Ken? What about that person? Yeah, compulsive saver was born and brought up in a family where they had so much fear. Uh, if your parents or grandparents grew up in a Great Depression time or recession time, they tend to feel... Um, um, fear around money, so they don't want to spend it. So one of my friend's uh, grandparents grew up in this uh, depression time, so what they were saying is, like, save your money uh, in case uh, something bad happens. So compulsive saver feels secure and comfort when they, when they save some money. So they are so scared of spending money. So um, 
that way they can enjoy life. They're constantly looking at their bank account or whatever just to make sure it's still there, huh? Yes, they, they seek security in the numbers of their the bank account. And it's a kind of sad life to do that because they, they have no life to enjoy. Listen to more Coast to Coast AM every weeknight at 1 a.m. Eastern and go to coasttocoastam.com for more.